From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hello and Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! Thank you for joining us once again. It's like our fourth of the fourth of, of the annual tradition that we always do. We do yeah. a Christmas episode. Hope you're having a jolly holly Christmas. We don't have holly here, but you know, <laughs> we just say the words and having a wonderful time with your family, with your friends. You've eaten your fufu or your party jollof, your multi guineas, your soup. you know, you know, gotten some Danish butter cookies you know. in there, all that good stuff. And um yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. Let's just all start right. it. <laughs> okay, so in some feel-good news, an eleven-year-old boy gets to celebrate Christmas properly this year. And, and now imagine that for the first eleven years of your life you can't really celebrate Christmas. And you actually get to do that. You get to partake in all the eating and all the overindulgence that we do. And this is becoming true for a guy, a little boy called Henry, not a little boy, but a boy called Henry Hain. And he was born with a condition called posterior urethral valves. And it usually affects males and occurs mm. in early stages of development. And an obstructive membrane uh, develops in the urethra. And that leads to kidney damage. I see. Now... This young chap has had his kidney removed. Wow. He has to be tube fed. Uh, some things he can eat with the mouth, but then also he doesn't have appetite. Just a whole lot of issues that mm. he's had to deal with. And luckily, uh, his dad, Godfrey, has been able to donate a kidney to him. Aww. And so his kidney functions that are up to about 72%. And the family has had immense support from it from a group called Rainbow Trust. It's a UK organization which helps families with uh, members who have serious conditions. And uh, I'm not I'm not sure that organizations like this exist in Ghana, but this is just a- the way the the GoFundMe's <laughs> pop up every time. People, mm. I'm, I'm guessing not really, mm. not really. Yeah. So basically, it's just a boy getting to experience um, Christmas for the first time. I I just think, I just imagine how, how sad it must be. I know. That people gather around the table and you can't really even eat. eat. Yeah, you know, so I thought this is just a really nice feel-good story for that's Christmas. Yeah, really nice. And yeah, that, 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 that's it from a short one. Really yes, short one, yes. Yeah. We won't ramble on today. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so I have some interesting and amusing news and it's about the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree. Um, so for those who may not know, Trafalgar Square is a very popular landmark in the UK. Um, it's also, is it a train station? And I don't know, let me not say, but it's a square, right? Named after one, something or other Trafalgar. There's a guy there. That's all I know. <laughs> a statue of some man there. Anyway, so since 1947, the country of Norway has donated a homegrown Christmas tree mm. to the city of London. Um, where it features as the centerpiece at Trafalgar's, of Trafalgar Square's Christmas decoration. And this annual tradition symbolizes Oslo, uh, specifically, uh, or in Norway's recognition and appreciation of Britain's help during the Second World War. So that's really cool. I didn't know okay. that they had this, like, you know, symbol of friendship that they've done every single year since the war. Um, and then there's a ceremony that takes place in November every year in Oslo, Norway, where, you know, they select the tree, fell it, and then have it shipped 
out to the UK in time to set up for decor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wonderful, right? Well, this year, Londoners were rather shocked and alarmed when the tree, the Trafalgar (laughs) Square tree went up. Because let's just say the tree was looking a little malnourished, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, the tree looked like it had poshoko, basically. (laughs) So... Um, of course, being the Twitterverse in which we now all exist, some of the comments were rather humorous. And so I just want to go through a few of them. So somebody was like, where is the rest of the tree? Mm. And then um, somebody else said, is this revenge for leaving the EU? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh, quite a few people were like, are we at, Nor- at war with Norway? Oh like, what gosh. did you do to Norway? Because why? What is this tree? Right. <laughs> And then somebody was like, oh, it's good to see that even the tree is taking COVID seriously (laughs) and the branches are social distancing from each other. (laughs) And then for those of you who are football fans, you'll get this reference. Somebody said that um, Norway has not responded well to the sacking of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Mm. So he was the coach, the manager of uh, Manchester United, Mm. and they recently got rid of him and he's... Norwegian, so people are like mm, the people of Norway <laughs> <laughs> expressing oh, their displeasure, <laughs> and then even the people that were trying to be nice about it, where somebody was like, "Stop body shaming the tree," oh. and <laughs> and then finally someone was like, "Listen, it's not about the tree; it's about the symbol. Please don't be rude. You know, let's just be polite and you know accept that." It's it's not about how the tree looks and they'll always be next year, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. that's a nice one. That's my story. <laughs> okay. So I've got two Christmas songs for you in Songs of the Week. And the first one is a pretty popular song, I'd say. It's Driving Home for Christmas from Chris Rea. Do you mm-hmm. know? No? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you do. I'm sure if you listen, really? I'm, I'm sure you do. Yeah, so Christopher Anton Rea is a blues and rock singer from Middlesbrough was born in 1951 and is known for his distinctive husky singing. He has about 25 albums to his name. He was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and other health issues. He's really gone through a lot when it comes to when it comes when it comes to his health. And the story behind this song is that he needed to get to Middlesbrough from Abbey Road Studios in London and so his wife had to drive him down all the way and while they got stuck in traffic he started to sing while we're driving home for christmas and it actually became a song that's cute yes and this song was originally made for van van morrison but i guess he ended up saying that you know what i like this song so i'm going to sing Mm -hmm. it myself i'm pretty sure you know it driving home for christmas i don't know i'll listen later yeah i'm sure i'm sure sure you know it yeah so that's the first one driving home for christmas from chris rare he also has a popular song called josephine you might you might know that i'm sure you do i'm pretty sure you do yeah yeah (laughs) So that's driving home for Christmas from Chris Rea. And the second song is from Nora Jones and it's I Dream of Christmas. She has a new Christmas album out. And Nora Jones is an American singer. Her first album, Come Away With Me, was very, very popular. Yes, and she got a whole, I think, well, I think she won Best New Artist at the Grammy that year. I think so. I think so. And she's had about six success, six successful albums since then. <laughs> Say that fast seven times. Six successful. <laughs> <laughs> and what I didn't know, or maybe what I did know and have forgotten, is that her father is Ravi, Ravi Shankar, Shankar yeah. yeah, popular Indian sitarist. And he, at some point, or at some point in his life, actually uh, headlined with George Harrison from mm-hmm. the Beatles. And I Dream of Christmas is her eighth studio album. 
and the song the title of the album is the same it's also called i dream of christmas and it's a really lovely upbeat tune once you've had your chicken and rice whatever <laughs> you can you know do your little bop to it beautiful beautiful song you should check that out as well so that is i dream of christmas from noah jones so those are the two songs chris rea and driving home for christmas and Roy Jones with I Dream of Christmas. Lovely. <laughs> okay, so I have three songs and I tried to pick like a different variety of Christmas songs. Um, so the first one is called Something Magical and it's by Daddy Frere. Yeah, I had to practice that. <laughs> so Daddy Freya Pertissen is 29 years old. He's a singer and songwriter and he's from Iceland, although he lives in Germany. And he rose to fame with his band after his song Think About Things was chosen as Iceland's submission to the 2020 Eurovision oh. Song Contest. Now, by the way, if you haven't watched the mu- movie oh, Eurovision, um, Eurov- is it called Eurovision I Song? I was it just a good film. With Will oh. Ferrell and Rachel oh, McAdams. Oh my, please it. watch it this Christmas because it's like a wonderful family oh. movie. It's so hilarious. If you watch the Eurovision Song Contest period, <laughs> like you think it's an <laughs> SNL skit, like right? it almost shouldn't exist. It's the most camp, ridiculous thing you've ever seen but it's so engaging and so entertaining so anyway this was a their song was a 2020 submission now because of covid the event actually got cancelled but most people like it's like just basically the foregoing conclusion that his song would have won because it's really good so they became popular off of that and then he submitted a different song for the 2021 version um which and they placed fourth but that song wasn't as good if you ask me but they still did well and that's how they gained uh, major popularity um so dali um he's from reykjavik uh, which is the capital of iceland and he spent some time in his youth in denmark he learned to play drums piano and guitar he has a degree in music music management and audio production um, from germany and his band oh lord i'm not gonna try this <laughs> name daddy and ganya madid something like that um comprises his sister his wife and three of their close friends and they have one album and two eps out and yes yeah, something magical came out this year it's just a lucy for the christmas season and it's very tongue-in-cheek their music tends to be it's like slightly comedic and it's super 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 cute and also he's six foot nine he's a giant for no reason but likes dancing so it's quite <laughs> and the song is just it's very upbeat very cheerful very funny so yeah that's the first song something magical by davi freya my second song is called Joy to the World. You all know it. But this version is by Jehovah Shalom a cappella. Um, so Jehovah Shalom are six member male a cappella group from Uganda and they are all Seventh day Adventists. So all their music is um, Christian, faith based, and stuff. And my mom will be extra happy to hear that because she's Seventh day Adventist. Yes, my grandma is staunch Seventh day Adventist. Yeah, I'm the rebel. So. Um, <laughs> So the genesis of the group dates back to 2006, where the four original members formed in high school. 
And then later they added two more members. And then in 2009, they started performing at church camps, weddings, festivals, and other gigs. And they eventually got the opportunity to open for Yvonne Shaka Shaka. And thanks to social media and YouTube, they've continued to gain popularity. So, um, you know, they just make really beautiful acapella renditions of a lot of popular songs. And yeah, that's my second song, Joy to the World by Jehovah Shalom Acapella. Okay, and my last song is a... I love soul Christmas songs. Like, I really do. So this is obviously one of my favorite songs of all time. It's Merry Christmas Baby by Otis Redding. Ah, Yes. So (laughs) Otis Redding should need no introduction, but he's one of the, I mean, greatest singers of all time. Definitely a legend of soul. And he did that all in the very short time that he was singing because his life was cut tragically short at the age of 26 when he died in a plane crash in 1967. Um, so he's best known for his posthumous single, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, which um, was actually the first posthumous single to go number one because it came out shortly after he died. And it stayed number one for weeks in both the US and UK. But he has, again, a, such a wonderful body of work. You have Try a Little Tenderness, These Arms of Mine, um, I've Been Loving You Too Long, and Respect. Yes, the one Aretha is known for. He did it first. So yeah, um, so Otis was born in Georgia. He quit school at 15 because he needed to help out his family financially. He ended up in Little Richard's backing band now. If you know Little Richard, he's one of the icons of rock and roll as well. And then he ended up signing a deal and he released his first single, which was These Arms of Mine in 1962. Now, Merry Christmas Baby itself was originally written and performed by the Johnny Moore and the Three Blazes Band in 1947. And of course, there have been, like many standards, so many people that have signed versions of it from mm-hmm. Chuck Berry to Elvis. And Otis' version came out in 1967. So those are my three songs. Something Magical by Davi Freire, um, Joy to the World by Jehovah Shalom Acapella, and... Merry Christmas, baby, by Otis Redding. Brilliant. And with that, we're on to What the F, and in some truly What the F worthy uh, Christmas news, and, in, and by no means in line with the spirit of the season, a mum is being called mean or unreasonable because she doesn't want to decorate for, decorate for Christmas. <laughs> now, what did she do, or what, or rather, what didn't she do? So she, this woman just had a baby, a premature baby, who was in the um, ICU. And obviously, the last thing on her mind is to be decorating for mm-hmm. anything. She also has a four-year-old. And so her parents and her partner's parents have said she's mean because she doesn't want to decorate for Christmas. Now, the, the woman posted this on one of these mini mummy forums, mm. just trying to get an opinion on what, like, what she should be doing. And of course, you've got different sides. People are saying, oh, she should just do a little something, maybe get a small tree. Others were saying, no, her priority right now should be getting better and trying to make sure that her baby is is okay. And in all of this, I'm just wondering, okay, this mom is going through through so much. Like, where's the partner? There was no mention of the fact that, okay, why can't the partner... Why can't he decorate? Why can't the the parents? It means so much to them. Why can't the grandparents, at least with the permission of them, why can't they do that? Since it's so deep for them. Yeah, Yeah, you see. And she's the one in the situation. Why... Maybe there's maybe there was something said about that, but I did not see that mm. in the article anywhere. And I was just wondering, like, this is a bit weird. If you really wanted to do, especially with the fact that the her partner's parents were also 
putting their input right. in, right? Like, so okay, you do, so it, you do it. You and your son get together, and that would be a wonderful thing to do for her, yeah, even for Christmas. Yeah. Somebody who just had a premature baby, she's traumatized. The baby's she's traumatized, traumatized. She's exhausted, and whatever. If you care so much about your four year, the four year old grandchild, or whatever, then they do something small. No, you do it. Mm. You do it. I mean, it's, it's been the last two years have been tough. Let's be easy on people with certain Thank you. things. You know what? Let the mom rest. Let her do what she has to do. Christmas and she's not even resting. Year. That's the yeah, whole point. She's not on, resting. Come on. She's and dealing I felt, with so yeah. So I found that a bit like. Unfair, yeah, unfair, it is. To be fair, it is. Like, you know. And anyone who says otherwise, mm. <laughs> so that's that's my what the Thank you. <laughs> okay, so in my what the f, Florida man strikes again. Uh-oh. Yes, Florida man takes no days off <laughs> even for Christmas. So if you don't know who Florida man is, there is no actual Florida man, but it just seems that every anytime you see Florida man. Whatever article that follows is the most bizarre, nonsensical, Mm -hmm. crazy-ish ever. And yeah, so now Florida Man is like this internet fable. (laughs) And he's out here doing the most uh, and continues to do the most. So uh, in this case, Florida Man is actually two people. So Tara Scott and Gerard Dupree arrived at a Walmart with an ingenious plan to get some free Christmas presents for their kids. So they loaded a Barbie car, a Barbie house, and a tablet worth $370 in a cart and headed towards the exit. Then as planned, Gerard um, fell to the ground pretending to have a heart attack to create a diversion, whilst Taris quickly wheeled the cart out the front door without paying for the items. Um, And so after a few minutes, um, in what can only be described as a Christmas miracle, um, Taris's, um, no, Gerard's heart attack went away. <laughs> <laughs> miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> and it, it happened to coincide with the time that somebody was calling the ambulance slash police. He's like, actually, I feel fine. <laughs> and then quickly walked out the door holding, they said he was still holding his chest. Like, yes, that's how hard it is. You're just like, no, I just have a bit of chest soreness left. Look. No. <laughs> And then he went to liaise with his partner in the parking lot. They got in the car and sped off. Mm-hmm. So to them, mission accomplished. The kids get the Barbies, what, what, what. However, being America, there were cameras everywhere. Mm. So the cameras picked up that they came together. The cameras picked, the, picked them up in the aisle, choosing the items together, obviously hatching their plan <laughs> in the aisle. And then... When the one fell down, the camera saw the other guy (laughs) tiptoeing out the door. And so now both of them are facing grand larceny charges. So I'm just like, was it worth it? You're going to probably spend your Christmas in prison and you're going to pay more than the cost of those items in the first place. So Florida man, get it together. (laughs) Just not worth it. Just not worth it. Okay. And with that, we're on to two plus fifths. And in my two plus fifths today, we're talking about Christmas traditions around the world. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is from Ukraine. And about 49% of Ukraine's population are Orthodox Christians. Mm -hmm. And they observe Christmas Day on January 7th. So they have a tradition where they walk through the town singing Christmas carols. And some families throw something called kuchia, which is a dish made from cooked wheat, honey, poppy seeds, and nuts. And they throw these at the, they throw these at the ceiling, and it said that if it sticks, 
then there'll be a good harvest in the new year. Yeah. Messy, but interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second one is Japan. You've probably heard about this. Uh, in Japan, Christmas isn't really a national holiday, but many people celebrate it by going to KFC. And this tradition began in 1974 after the Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky campaign. And this has become popular over the years and so popular that people sort of order months in advance. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually a thing. So the next one is the Philippines. And in, in the Philippines, on the Saturday before Christmas Eve, a giant lantern festival is held in San Fernando. And 11 villages take part in this festival. And of course, everyone displays their most beautiful lanterns, oh, which are made pretty. from yeah, which are made from different materials, and they can get up to up to about six meters in size, and they are lit by electric bulbs. And I saw some photos from mm. them, and they're actually really, really oh, beautiful, very, very, very nice. The next one is Iceland, which we Pete just talked about Iceland in a few in, in what was it, what the F or what? what no, songs of the songs week. of the week, yeah. And there's something called the U Lads, and these are 13, uh, 13 troll-like characters. And in the 13 days leading up to Christmas, uh, the, these U Lads visit uh, children across the country. Which country is this? Iceland. Oh, you said already. Yes, I'm yes. Sorry. <laughs> and that, and the, so the children place their shoes outside near a window, and a different U Lad leaves a different gift each night. And if you've not been a good <laughs> child for Christmas, you get a rotten potato. Ah. And this mischievous lads have like really weird names. Some are called the spoon licker, the bowl licker, <laughs> the window peeper, the candle sticker, the pot scraper, and all sorts of things. And the next one is Norway. And in a tradition that dates uh, back centuries, Norwegians believe that on, Chris, on Christmas Eve, witches and evil spirits came out mm. and they were looking for brooms to ride on. So what they do is make sure that they, they keep their brooms away so that the witches don't, don't have, have anything, anything to, to ride, ride on. Oh, yeah. And uh, the next one is Venezuela. And every Christmas Eve, the city of Caracas, the residents go to church. Now they do, they go to church on roller skates hey. so that the roads are actually closed so that the the, the the people are wow. safe have have a safe pathway to skate safely to the church and then they come back from the church and have their a meal of tamales or what whatever the? i know it's so fascinating <laughs> like i just love it it's so fascinating <laughs> and the last one is mexico and on the 20, 23rd of december it's noche de rabi de rabanos which is the fest which is the night of night of, of radishes radish okay yes and on this night, thousands of artists uh, carve elaborate scenes from from the Bible and other and others other things on oversized radishes. So the the city the city which where it comes from I, I don't know the pronunciation O A X A X A C A Oaxaca yeah I don't know to pronounce I think yeah has had a long tradition of wood carving and I guess when the radishes were introduced by the Spanish people. Soon after, farmers began began carving um, radishes to attract customers to their markets. Wow. So that actually became a thing. So you, see, you have these images of huge radishes mm-hmm. carved, and of, but of course, because they don't last that long after right. they just they perish just get... and get rid of them. And so that's basically it. Like uh, traditions from around the world. When I was younger, 
we they would come kill a goat and then in in my in my culture at least in my part of, of where i come from there's this really horrible stew that they made from goat's blood oh and my I goodness used to it, and i used to wow. hate it they make it from that and you eat it with the yakayake and i, I what's yakayake yaka it's made from cassava you grate it and then you sort of steam it it's huh. white it looks like a bolo but no i really. see and that's that was like sort of the tradition. Of, luckily for us, none of us really liked it apart mm. from my dad, so we stopped eating it. It's so mm, I know some people might like it, but no, yeah, so that a, was one like of an the, acquired taste uh, for sure. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, so those, those cool. are my Christmas traditions around the world. So I just wanted to say I always find it fascinating how mm. you can trace like things across cultures. Like the carving of the radishes mm. reminds me of like pumpkin carving right. at Halloween, right? Right. right. And, you know, I also, I went to Dutch school when mm. I was younger. Like, mm. cha, I've been everywhere. <laughs> and some of the traditions that they do in Iceland and Norway are mm. similar where, you know, they're, you, you know, what became like, what do they call those things? Like Christmas stocking? Oh, oh the stocking is where you fill. Yes. Mm. But they have um, shoes. You leave your shoes outside the door mm-hmm. and they put candy in the mm-hmm. shoes if you've been good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you've been bad, I, I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But of course, in the coal. States, yeah. it's a lump of coal. Oh, yeah. Can't remember what it was in the Dutch tradition. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting. You're like, okay, some of these people are the same people. Yeah. They just diverted yeah, along the way. Absolutely. So if you go far back enough, the traditions become very similar. Yeah. Even yeah. the um, Russians throwing the stuff, like mm-hmm. they do pek play here. Like oh, you okay. steam okay. the thing and, and throw it. Like so, the concept of throwing food to something. celebrate yeah, means yeah, it's yeah. like something that has gone across. down the line. Yeah, 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 I find those things so fascinating. It is fascinating. So that that's me. <laughs> yes. Okay. So my two pesos, um is quite simple, but I thought it would be quite um, appropriate, and it is five ways to spread Christmas cheer in a pandemic. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, there are some people who already hate Christmas. I was one of those people for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I found Christmas extremely depressing. I don't know why. I just, mm. I always found Christmas time depressing. And I couldn't stand, like, Christmas cows is like stabbing me in the head. <laughs> it's like you hear the same. It's like you're being mm. tortured, right? Like, um, and I think for a lot of people, if I tried to self-diagnose, is that the idea that all the messaging suggests you're supposed to be at your happiest, mm. right? Like, oh my God, mm. it's the best time ever. Mm. You're probably stressed out, spending too much money because everyone's like, okay, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy yeah. this, buy this, buy this. Cooking up a storm. Cooking up a storm, oh so you're God. tired. You've, oh, you're spending so much money. Traffic, stress, whatever. Maybe you're not even with your family or you've fallen mm. out with family or things like that. So Christmas season accentuates all the things that aren't ideal, right? Yeah. It highlights them. So I think for a lot of people, and then as they say, suicides spike at Christmas time. And mm. there's a reason for all that stuff. So, and now of course we have, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Even if your life was perfect, the pandemic has, is testing everybody's resolve. Uh, of course, now we have the Omarion going around. <laughs> And, you know, the fear mongering and the whatever, like anytime, dun, 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 Mm -hmm. how many people have Omicron spotted Mm -hmm. here and there. So it is all that to say, it's a rough time to be trying to celebrate Christmas. And so I thought this would be something that we could all use and take from and try and apply it as we go through the holiday season. Okay. So uh, this is according to psycho psychotherapist and author of 10 times happier. His name is Owen Kane. And yeah, here are the five things. Number one, accept that it is what it is, right? 
And that's a very simple but difficult thing to do, right? So he said, trying to enjoy Christmas um, with a pandemic, um, when you're anxious, you have sick loved ones, possibly, there's a looming recession, you know, supply chain issues in the Mm. UK where half the things aren't even on the shelves, whatnot, whatnot. Um, It's hard, but you cannot fixate on what should be. Because all it does is increase your stress, makes you depressed, give you anxiety. What the first thing you have to do is accept what is. Accept the reality you're in, live in the moment, and take it one step at a time. And then he said one of the important things to do, and this is something I talked about in my dealing with depression, be grateful and mindful for what you do have, right? You have your life, you have your health. You have food, even if it's not the kind of food you you hoped to eat. You have a roof over your head, the simple things. You have your family. You can be grateful that maybe you didn't have any serious deaths in your yeah, family, any serious cause... illnesses. It's the little things that you take for granted that you have to be mindful and grateful for. And that will sort of uplift you and help you carry on. Okay, that's number one. Number two, connect to people who bring you joy however you can. Right. So even if you can't be with your loved ones physically, call them, Hmm. zoom them, write them a letter. Even we don't do that anymore. (laughs) Do it. You know, Um, make the effort to connect with the people that, you know, will lift your spirit, especially if you're feeling down. And if you're stuck with people who overwhelm you, because that's the other thing these Mm. days, child, people are stuck with and they're like, oh, I didn't realize I actually hate you. That is a (laughs) thing that's happening. You do. You know, so if you can't stand them for the moment or whatever, take a break. Go take a walk. That's still free. Mm-hmm. We're still able to do that. Put your mask on if you need to. Find a park. Go walk there. Read a book in a quiet spot. Something. Uh, recalibrate and come back. Right? Third one, break from tradition. So, of course, Christmas is all about the ritual and tradition. We were just talking about that, right? Now, again, it's one of those things where you build yourself up to a point where if you cannot do the things that are markers of Christmas, then you'd be like, oh, but then it means we're not celebrating Christmas, right? And he's like, don't do that. Break from tradition if need be. Create new traditions. If you always make a turkey, blah, 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 and you (laughs) can't afford a turkey, try a new recipe. Say, hey, let's try something new for Christmas or whatever, you know, maybe your Boxing Day tradition, you go visiting, blah, blah, blah. You can't because of the pandemic. Mm. Come up with something else, something yeah. that would be fun that you can do at home. You know, again, maybe do your Boxing Day visiting via Zoom, whatever mm. it is, right? So he said, instead of dwelling on how you've done it in the past, which maybe is not feasible, try something new, even if it's to mix up your traditional Christmas dinner. Okay. Number four, deck the halls. And we mm. just talked about this and not being able to, but... Light and color are are proven to improve mood. Um, you know, I've, you've heard of light therapy. You've heard mm. of light therapy. There's color therapy too. And even though, if you assess like fast food places, they'll tell you there's a reason why the McDonald's colors are yellow mm-hmm. and red because they encourage you to eat. They stimulate your mind and you you tend to eat more mm-hmm. rather than if it's like a serene muted aqua blue or something <laughs> that will calm you down and be like, I'm not even hungry mm. now. See, so light and color therapy are real things. And so he said, even if you're, it's just you alone, nobody else, do it for yourself. Get some lights, get a baby Christmas tree or one of these tabletop things and get some sparkle. And that alone can lift your mood this holidays. 
and remind yourself that you can create light in the dark moments, which I thought was sweet. Mm -hmm. And finally, embrace hope. I'm always the one that says it's hope that kills you, but no, like, don't listen to me, okay? (laughs) Allowing yourself to be positive and hopeful will help you cope better, and it is contagious, so embrace it. Have a mantra for when you're feeling down, such as, when this is over, I'm going to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. When this is over, I'm going to go see this person, whether it's your grandmother or your, you know, uncle or your mom or whatever. And when you're feeling extra down, just remind yourself, this will not last forever. You will make it through it. The good days will be here again. So that's oh, what it. A, what a lovely yep. way to end this episode. Yeah. So we wish you a Merry Christmas. Yes, yes, Enjoy yes. yourself. Happy New you Year know. in be advance. Safe. Please be, be safe. safe. When Please wear your chilling. mask. <laughs> get your booster shot if you're so inclined. I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but get your booster. <laughs> Just mask up. Try and be safe. Be yes. careful. Sanitize. Blah, blah, blah. Stay indoors. The club will always we'll be, be there. there. Please. The Christmas party, they'll do one next year. You went last year, you went the year, but maybe so, you didn't go to the... But you've been to 10. If you skip one, not well, Nothing so. will happen to you. Nothing will happen. <laughs> Stay in your house. Pick your bubble and move with them from house you to house. Know? Five people, six people. It will be fine. Mm. Don't go and expose yourself to the Marianne talking about icebox where my heart you know? used to be. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And we'll see you next year. Okay, bye. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.